0: Welcome to the Energetic Tarot Podcast, a podcast that helps you connect with the energy of the cards, read more intuitively and create a more connected practice overall. I'm your host Kat Crawford, a UK-based Energetic Tarot reader and tutor, helping you read more objectively for yourself and use your cards for ultimate self-care. Hello, all. I wanted to start off with some housekeeping. So, you can now purchase my Introduction to Energetic Tarot course. Um, you can purchase the recordings of the 2023 live lessons that we did over the summer. And you will have access to all the recordings, the student portal, all the resources and printables, everything that the um, 2023 students had during the live lessons. But you'll be able to do things in your own time. And I have designed this course to essentially be more like a lifetime membership so not only will you get access to all the recordings of the 2023 live lessons but you will also get invited to join us for the live lessons in 2024 as well so we're really creating a little community of energetic tower readers with that course but you can check that out the link is in the in the description in the show notes and, yeah, that's it for housekeeping. Now, we are officially in autumn. It was autumn on the 21st of September. Mabon was here and gone in no time at all. I think it's literally, I think it lasts for about three or four days. So I think it's just coming to an end. But, yeah, we're now in autumn. We can officially start going into hibernation. And enjoying ourselves. So this is going to be a little bit like the episode that we did around creating narrative structures. So it's going to be more of a teachy episode than the usual sort. And we're not going to have a tarot card to help us, guide us through this, because we're just going to dive into the practical side of things. So we are going to be looking at how to create your own style of tarot reading for a more personal practice. So really how we can become a unique reader and not just read generic meanings and take it at face value, how we can really start to create a practice where we can really show up for ourselves and feel some sort of ownership over the way that we read the cards. I always feel like When you start to create your own way of reading, or you start to figure out your own interpretations for certain cards, it just helps to help you understand personal tarot readings a lot more because they're one of the most difficult things to do is read cards for yourself and read it in a very um objective way and not fall into the trying to guide it, like we were talking about with the narrative and creating narrative structure, where we try and nudge the reading over to where we want it to be rather than where it's supposed to be so yeah we're going to be learning how to to build a more practice more personal practice today so we're going to get stuck in here we go (laughs) first things first is we need to learn to read the cards and we need to build those foundations. So essentially with the tarot, there are thousands of different types of decks. Um, The tarot has been around for centuries and centuries, but the one that we tend to use the most these days is the Rider-Waite deck or the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. And this deck was created by Arthur rider and also Pamela Coleman-Smith. In the early 20th century, um, they were part of a group called the Golden Dawn. And yeah, they teamed up and they created the Rider-Waite deck. And it is the most popular deck that we see these days. It is the the one that we tend to see with the... fool and the magician and in the, the more traditional way and there's different versions of this deck but essentially they are they all look relatively similar to each other so many of the books that are written about tarot use the Rider Waite deck um as a reference so a lot of the times when people say how do you start with tarot reading I always suggest Getting at least one of your decks and making it a riderweight deck—they're um, widely available and they're usually like the cheapest decks to get as well. So learning keywords for each of the seventy-eight cards is a really good way to start, kind of building a mental library to draw from. It is not a way that people tend to want to read, but I always suggest starting that way because then you can build on those keywords and those meanings of the cards. So you're not just flailing about trying to pick out meanings of cards if you've never read tarot or oracle cards before. Another tip for when you just start out is to try and avoid Second guessing yourself or being too hard on yourself and being like, Oh, this means that, and then thinking, Oh, no, that's completely wrong, and I didn't get it right. And there's no right or wrong answer, really, when you think about it. If you allow yourself to understand how you feel when you get a card, or understand what kind of thoughts and stuff come up when you get a card, there is no wrong answer when you're reading. So Really avoid second guessing yourself, kind of trust whatever comes up as being something that you need to hear or you need to address. Um, But also allow yourself to seek support from a guidebook when you need it. There's too much stigma around using guidebooks. It's kind of like, if you are going to read tarot, you have to read it just solely from intuition and you're never allowed to look at a guidebook or you're never allowed to cheat and it's just like this is exhausting so your deck will come with a guidebook it's very rare that a a tarot deck doesn't come with a guidebook i know there are a few out there i have um the pagan other worlds deck which is by Usi. i think i said that right and you have to buy the guidebook for that separately but it is mostly because it's just a very um indie deck that you you know doesn't supply the guidebook for you but most of the ones that you'll buy like off amazon or from a bookshop or anything like that they will have a guidebook in them um so feel free to dip into that when you feel like you need a bit of support especially when you're first starting out there's no point punishing yourself for not being able to remember 78 different meanings um so yeah I'm a big advocate of guidebooks, especially for beginners. Another thing um, to help you kind of build that practice and to really learn to read is just to practice. Practice all the time, every day, just practice. Practice reading for yourself, practice reading for other people and also understand that reading for the self is extremely difficult to do. It is not an easy thing to read tarot for yourself because there's a lot of complex emotions and ideas and history and traumas and memories and experiences that all come together to get in the way of you reading for yourself so give yourself a break (laughs) don't be too hard on yourself if you're like i don't know what this means and remember get out the guidebook if you need it um because it is a lot harder to read for the self than it is for others but the more that you practice it and if you can do it every day fantastic if you just manage to do it like once a week you give yourself a reading that's fine too but just practice interpreting the cards and also interpreting the cards together once you get a bit more confident with the individual meanings of all 78 cards and you kind of can pretty much give a keyword without looking at a guidebook um, for each of the cards when it pops up. That's when you can start to dive into uh, the creating a narrative. So go back to that episode. I think it was like 46, I think I want to say, 46 or 47, episode 47. And yeah, dive into that a little bit more and see how you can connect all of those cards as well. Everyone has to start somewhere and reading based on traditional interpretations is a great way to build strong foundations. So like any skill that you learn, you always have to learn the basics first. So the basics in this case is predominantly the traditional meetings of the right of If you want to be able to get pretty much most modern decks. I'm not going to say all because I know there are some uh, differences between some, but most modern decks are based on the right-of-way traditional meanings. So learning those, sticking with those traditional uh, meanings and interpretations helps you build a really solid foundation where you can then Branch out and get different decks and start a deck collection and um, start to use different decks depending on how you feel and what illustrations you feel more drawn to and all of that. So really focusing on building those traditional tarot meaning understanding understandings, (laughs) traditional tarot understandings that will help you kind of build on those foundations as well. So always listen to your gut, always listen to your intuition. They will tell you when something isn't right or you're getting the wrong end of the stick. Maybe you're taking a view of something that um, you could potentially take a different view of or you're looking at something in a way that is actually holding you back and not allowing you to see the things that you need to see. So always listen to that gut, always listen to that intuition. If it's pulling you in a different direction than, say, your guidebook is telling you or the keyword that you have memorized for that card is telling you, then go with that gut feeling and see where it takes you. So once you have the basics down, you have those foundations, the tricky part for many people is going from a beginner to an intermediate. And I know it was definitely a very long And experimental journey for myself. So the difference between a complete beginner and an intermediate tarot reader is knowledge of different aspects of spiritualism and esoteric topics. So the tarot is essentially an esoteric tool. And so to progress within the world of tarot, it helps to expand your knowledge of the spiritual world and the esoteric practices so there are plenty of books offering meanings of the Rider Waite deck but only recently have books started to come out that are more directly focused on wider tarot concepts and and um, kind of talking points and also how tarot relates to the self that's only in the last say like 20-30 years that that's happened So having a strong foundation will allow you to build more securely on what you already know. So never be afraid to get things wrong or not hit the nail on the head 100% of the time. When reading for the self, understand that sometimes a message that doesn't make sense at the moment may make complete sense in a day or a week or even a year from your reading. So again, moving from that beginner to an intermediate position is being able to understand that some of the stuff that comes up in your readings may not relate to you in this exact moment. It may be stuff that you need to keep in mind for the future and for what is yet to come. Don't try and dive into the deep straight away. So start with one or two card readings, maybe work your way up to say three card readings, like a past and present spread, always nice, easy things to do. um, And then start to add more and more cards into your spreads. So don't try and overload yourself with information because more cards mean more information and to try and organize them can be a little overwhelming. So if you are a beginner that can be far too much and it can put a lot of people off. So try and keep your spreads small to begin with um And then slowly build up the amount of cards that you have in a spread. So if you want to read for others, the best advice I can give is just bite the bullet and practice. So it's very daunting and you may hate it, you may love it. I personally don't absolutely adore reading for other people. I find it quite um, (laughs) anxiety-inducing. So I get quite terrified that... I'm gonna either persuade someone to do something that they shouldn't do, or it's just too much pressure. It's too much responsibility. So I did used to offer tarot readings for other people, um, and I'm always open to offering readings for people. Like I don't hate it, but I'm very specific with who I read for, and I have to know that they are on the same page as me when it comes to the world of tarot and what it means and and all of that. So. It may be a case of you start reading for other people and you absolutely adore it and you want to do it more often. You want to give people like live readings at festivals and and kind of craft fairs and things like that. Or it may be that you absolutely hate it, but the only way to figure it out is to do it. Um, So just bite the bullet, do it. The best people to approach is your friends and your family. They're the only people I did readings for at the very beginning because... You can get honest feedback, but also it's kind of like chatting to a friend. So it it feels nice and easy and comfortable rather than trying to do it on strangers straight away. Another thing is focus on interpreting what the cards are saying and don't focus on getting things correct or getting things right or saying something that you think somebody wants to hear or saying something that you think you want to hear. So really focus on just saying it how you see it what are the cards telling you what how are they interacting with each other what is going on in front of you so try and get out your head uh, a little bit more and that's gonna really help with creating your own style of reading Hello, my love. This is just a quick reminder that if you do want to learn more about energetic tarot, you want to learn more about using your cards practically and maybe not just tarot, maybe Oracle cards as well. Make sure that you check out the shop on energetictarot.co.uk. There are many different workshops, eBooks courses that you can take and dive into to help you build your tarot practice, to help you build your energetic and intuitive tarot practice, including things like my tarot for reconnection workshop, which focuses on using tarot or oracle cards to really connect you with your authentic self, or my limiting belief tarot workshop, which is all about using tarot or oracle cards to identify and start working through those limiting beliefs. You can also head over to the blog and the freebies section to grab some freebies, again, all about using tarot in a very energetic and intuitive way. So if you do want more from energetictarot.co.uk, make sure you go to the shop and enjoy. Something that I found was really helpful to take me from a complete beginner to an intermediate and a professional tarot reader was expanding my ideas outside of the direct subject of the tarot. So some of the best books to help expand your reading skills don't even have tarot in the title, like they have nothing to do with tarot directly at all. They're just general esoteric or spiritual concepts that you can dive into and then apply to tarot reading. So this also means that they can be very tricky to find. Um, it's a bit of a minefield with finding books that have that kind of tarot divination connection but are not directly about tarot. But there are amazing blogs and reading lists that are online and I will link my personal reading list as well in the show notes so that you can have a look at that to expand your idea of what information to kind of look for so seek out recommendations especially from any established tarot readers if you do follow anyone on like Instagram or Twitter or whatever it's X or whatever it's called reach out to them and ask them for book recommendations to expand your understanding and expand your knowledge because I'm sure they will be more than happy to to give you book recommendations so I have created a reading list I've created a reading list many many times But I've linked it down in the show notes for you. And this is just a list of a bunch of books that can expand your understanding that aren't directly tied to the world of tarot or aren't initially, as you kind of look at them, if you read the cover of them, they don't seem to be, but they probably do have like an undercurrent of it. So because tarot is centuries old, And it has passed through the hands of various religions and cultures and travelled the globe and it has a lot of history to it. This means it contains a lot of esoteric knowledge but also spiritual and religious connotations that range from like everything from Judaism to Kabbalah and Buddhism and just across everything it's very multicultural so you'll find that the most advanced tarot readers will have other esoteric subjects that they feel passionate about and that they use within their readings so some tarot readers may have a wealth of knowledge on astrology and they will use that heavily in their how they interpret the cards and and the correspondences that they give to the cards Some may get a lot of their knowledge from their religions, such as paganism, in which you will find more paganized ideas and symbology in the way that they read. Taking that step on from the world of tarot is best done by finding that secondary passion and delving into that world. So for me, it was very much psychology, and I started to look at the correspondences between Especially the major arcana and psychol I can't even say it, psychological concepts, especially within kind of Carl Jung's research and, and things like that. So that was my start into it. And I have incorporated other elements, so I, I do also incorporate things like astrology into my readings and also as you well know I've talked about numerology a couple of times but I don't they're not the underpinning of the way that I read. Psychology is very much the underpinning the core to the way that I read and why I read as well. But I do tend to drop in, sprinkle in the little other extra bits as well. So explore others, other readers that have the same passions as you And see how they incorporate that information into their readings. See how they use things like astrology or numerology or Kabbalah or Christianity or whatever it may be. How did they use it in their readings? How do you, where do you see it when they do tarot readings for people? So another thing we want to talk about is creating your own meanings within the container of those learned meanings that you you that you built in the beginning so those foundations so even as a professional reader I still rely heavily on those beginner meanings and those foundations that I learned at the very very beginning of my journey so these are your foundations you're not replacing them you are simply building on them so it's not that you're throwing everything out the window in order to create your own meanings from thin air you're using those foundations to build on them and to build something that is very unique to you and that you feel very connected with. So a reader creates their own style by incorporation. They don't relearn or, you know, demolish and then rebuild. It's all about incorporating elements as you go, as you learn more, as you get exposed to different subjects. And Cherry picking which ones you feel connected with, which ones you don't, and including and incorporating those into your readings. So use those base level meanings as a sort of container um, for your personal customized interpretations. And then fill those containers with all the different correspondences that you collect along your journey. So for example, those books that we were talking about before, you may read three or four books and come out the other side with loads of different little tidbits of information or understanding that you then want to incorporate into how you read a specific card or how you read in general. So for example, the traditional meaning of the death card Is change and transformation. So within that container, you can look into the psychology behind change or grief and apply that knowledge to your interpretations. You might lean more on the astrological associations of the death card, which is it is the card of Scorpio. So you can then use the properties of Scorpio to interpret the card and add more depth and information to that card. Or you may look up Kabbalah and the Hebrew esoteric associations of the death card, which is humility. And you might dive into that a little bit more and try and understand why that correspondence exists and then include that into your interpretation. So it's all about exploration and questioning and diving deeper and following little threads of information to new ideas and new ways of thinking about something and then incorporating that into your readings. So the most important aspect of this is to pay attention to how a card makes you feel. Often the need to be right, be correct or be perfect gets in the way of clear readings, especially when you're reading for the self. So focusing on and paying attention to how a card makes you feel can override that need to be perfect. You are prioritizing emotion and feeling over logic and and ego. So there will never be a time where you are 100% certain of a card's meaning and That's often a good thing because if you are 100% certain there's nowhere really to go with interpretation. So if you leave it open and you make it very flexible, it means that you always have more to dive into, to kind of get your teeth into. So always be open to new ideas and perspectives in order to really create a very unique and personalized reading style. There is no end to learning in tarot. I'm around five or six years into my tarot obsession and I am still seeking out new ways to understand the cards. There are people who have been reading for decades that still put time into learning new things, reading new books, exploring new ideas and seeing how they can incorporate that into the way that they read the cards. Plus, each deck has its own Unique energy. So, if you collect tarot decks or you collect even oracle decks, you'll learn what cards offer you each and every time. So, you may have a Rider-Waite deck that you learn to read on, and you will feel very different when you are reading with that deck than if you are reading with a new deck that you got that has very modern illustrations or very modern meanings or has a different way of. creating symbolism and all of that reading with that deck will feel very different to reading with another deck so explore that a little bit as well get a few decks this is this is my excuse (laughs) to buy as many tarot decks as physically possible get as many decks as you can this is my permission to you to go tarot deck shopping just go on amazon just buy loads and loads of different decks and then play around with them and see which ones you love to read with more than others and question why that may be. Is it because of how the illustrations make you feel? Is it because of how the interpretations in the guidebook make you feel? Maybe there's something else about that deck that you just connect with a lot more and understand that as well, because that will also influence how you interpret and how you read as well. So, before we go, I have a little bit of a task and I'm just going to get stuck into it. And I'm going to explain it. So first of all, I want you to grab a deck. Hopefully you have one nearby. If you do not, go get one. And I want you to shuffle your deck and choose a card. Then I want you to think of the main keyword you associate with that card. So when you choose your card from your deck, What is the first thing that comes to mind when you pick that card? So then what I want you to do is grab a journal or a notebook or something. I want you to write down what that keyword was, what that main keyword uh, that you kind of got, what thought or feeling, whatever it may be that came up for you. Write it down in the middle of the page and then start creating branches. So we're creating a mind map, essentially. So create Branches off that main keyword and think about what other associations you can think of. So, for example, if I pulled the sun, my main keyword would be joy. So, I would then create branches off that keyword and write things like achievement, fulfillment, success, solar energy, anything I associate with the word joy. It can also help to think of real world examples of when you've experienced that keyword. So make a note of those as well. Say like, what brings you joy? What actions do you take? What behaviors do you have? What, you know, people, what people bring you joy. So start really building that mind map of everything that comes off that initial keyword. Keep going until you can't pick out anymore until you're like completely drawing a blank. And then try it again with another card and do the same kind of thing. So essentially what this task does is it takes those initial meanings that we were talking about at the very beginning of the episode, those kind of foundations, and it shows you how you can start building on those keywords, on those foundations in your own way. So all of those things that you've come up with all those branches that you come up with are unique to you so they are things that your brain has come up with that you associate with these keywords it comes from you so it shows you how you can start to build out those meanings of each card and it's just a really nice way of visualizing that as well So that is it for this week's episode. Remember to rate the podcast, share it as much as possible. It helps get seen more and more. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed that little task and a little tarot lesson for the day. And I will speak to you very soon. Goodbye.